morning. Great to be able to look into the Word of God. You know, these, uh, these songs we sang last night and even, even, even this morning. Like I said here in a, in a message, uh, when it was, I don't know when, that songs either are a prayer or a testimony. And I find myself so many times taking the promise of God for granted. And it's, it's actually a blessing to sing these songs in a prayer or even a testimony. Um, even the last song we sing, Arise, My Soul, Arise. And it speaks about how He has redeemed us. And in the end, we've come to the place where we can come to Him as our Father, Abba, Christ, Father, Abba, Father. <clears throat> what does that even mean? On uh, <laughs> See these these songs there. Um, it's a good time. It's a good reminder to test if that is even reality in our life. To come to the Lord as sons and daughters of the King, rather than just a being in the sky somewhere that we heard about. And you know the opportunity is there. He's given us the opportunity to have that. And uh, it's, a, it's such a humbling, tremendous blessing. <clears throat> if we let ourselves draw near to God and experience that relationship, the reality of it. So again, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be here with us this morning. And may he speak to our hearts. I want to speak about sowing and reaping for our opening devotion here. But before that, before we do that, let's bow our heads. <clears throat> Father in heaven, we are thankful and we are grateful this morning that we can come before the King, the Lord God of the universe. We are thankful that you're mindful of us. We are thankful that you have given us the opportunity to be the sons, to be your sons and your daughters, Lord. Oh, Lord God, we pray that even today that we will be reminded that we will sense the reality of that truth. We pray, Lord, that we can effectively examine our hearts this morning and see if we are walking as your sons and as your daughters, Lord. We pray, Lord, that even today that we may see that whatever we sow, we reap. What we've sown yesterday, what we sow today, we reap tomorrow and for the rest of our lives. Lord, we pray that we will see that we come before a righteous God, but yet you have given us a way to come before you in truth, in holiness. And Lord, may we Embrace that. Not only explore it, Lord, but embrace it with our hearts. So, Lord, we pray that you speak to us this morning here. We pray that your presence may be richly felt. 
We pray if the enemy tries to interfere, Lord, we pray that you guard our hearts. We thank you again for this opportunity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. A story is, has been told about three men who received an inheritance. And the inheritance consisted of land, tillable land. And it came in huge, big chunks for each person. The first person who received an inheritance was a man who loved farming. He loved to work with soil. He loved to work with, uh, with uh, grains, with fruits, with vegetables. He just loved the experience, sowing something and gathering a harvest. <clears throat> he was enthused by it. He attended seminars. He attended, um, he sat at some more experienced farmers. He gathered tricks. He was just involved. He was so involved. He didn't bother with any other hobbies or pastimes. In every spare time, he was occupied on the farm. Every square inch that he inherited, he, he sowed either fruits or vegetables or other kinds of foods. After a few years and after a year and a few years, his efforts paid off. He got, he had the best looking farm for miles around. People came to eventually to sit at his feet and his own little farm movement grew even out to other farmers. And through all his efforts, he got to be rich, he got to be famous, he got to have a lot of influence. He built a name for himself because of his devotion to farming, to his farm. The second person also received the same amount of land, same, worth the same money, but right off the bat he sold half of it so he has a little extra cash. But he continued farming half the land so just that he can make a living. And in the end, he had a farmhouse, a pretty good farm, and he scraped by. But he wasn't poor, he scraped by. He had a farm. His influence was minimum, he just had a farm. The third person saw the land. In his mind, he converted it to money and he sold all his land so he can have a luxurious lifestyle and travel and live a life, a rich life. Money, pleasure, the things that rich people enjoy. In the end, his money ran out, he had nothing. He was poor. There was no investments. There was nothing that could uh, bring him more money. Inheritance was blown. Sold the land, got the money, wasted the money. Now he's poor. The first person was still making money, still producing fruit, still feeding millions, still existing, still influential. The second person had a home. I find that interesting, and uh, I find it very 
comparable to our inheritance that we receive from our Lord Jesus Christ. We have an inheritance, and do we make the best out of it? Are we experiencing the fullness of the inheritance that he has given us? And that's why I mentioned at the beginning with the songs, all these promises come to mind and we realize how unthankful, ungrateful, unfamiliar, overfamiliar we are with all these promises. And we take them for granted. And we realize that to us an inheritance has been given and our expectations either enjoy the benefits, the money, or just exist, have a house and exist. The first person made the best choice, got the best use out of his inheritance. That's our calling as believers. Having our inheritance in mind, let's go to Galatians 6, 7, 9. God has given us an inheritance. If we're sitting here this morning, we're all aware what an inheritance is. Only our heart and our mind, or whatever that may be, is the obstacle from receiving or benefiting from the inheritance. Galatians 6, verse 7, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. The inheritance. And then there's our flesh. And then there's the Spirit. If our flesh makes all the decisions, if we just continuously sow to our flesh, we will just reap corruption. We'll have nothing in the end. If we sow to the Spirit, will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And God is not mocked with that. And all the time while I was meditating on that, this whole, again, this whole principle of eternal security. I feel so many a times it's tucked away somewhere in our mind that somehow we think it's going to be okay in the end. It isn't. God is not mocked. We reap what we sow. If we live according to the flesh, we will reap and will have a harvest of corruption. If we, if we look at Scripture as a whole, the concept of sowing and reaping is so obvious. And if we think about it, it's very simple. Yet, we undermine that simple rule. It's as simple as the rule of gravity. If I let go of this pitch pipe, what will happen with it? 
there's a rule. So is sowing and reaping. And the older we get, instead of dealing with our heart, we get more subtle. Because we fear men and not God. But in the end, doesn't mean if we get more subtle and more wise in our earthly way of doing things, we will still reap corruption. What we sow today is what we'll reap tomorrow. And maybe we will reap all our life. And this is why we live by faith. He said in, the, in verse 9, For in due season we will reap if we do not lose heart. Let's not grow weary while doing good. That is sowing good, sowing righteousness. We might, not, we might only see only into the very, very near future, of course. It's like traveling down a road. If you've ever driven in a store, you only see 15 feet ahead of you. we just done that in Manitoba. But I saw there was a white line here and a yellow line here. And I knew if I, st I stay in between and slow down, I will get to my destination. It's a simple rule. And sure enough, I did. It was perilous at times, but we continued slowly. And so is our walk. Doesn't mean that we live by feelings, by obstacles, and then make decisions with our own little feelings, how we feel. We go by faith. And we do not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. This is why we live by faith. This is why we choose to live a counterculture lifestyle. We choose to reap righteousness. We choose to go against so we can reap righteousness. Hosea <clears throat> 10, 12. Sow for yourself righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness on you. Here's another principle of sowing. The Bible talks about doing that in tears, with tears. It is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness on you. Again, that concept, do not lose heart. We might not see it clearly, but what we sow is what we'll reap. It's a rule. If we sow righteousness, we will sow righteousness. We will reap righteousness. So let's examine our lives, our track record, or even today. What, did we, what have we sown today? The, the, the hours we've been up, what have we sown? Sleep? Coffee? Social media? What have we sown? What have we sown yesterday, the past week? Have we sown the word of God today in our hearts? Have we sown prayer? Have we sown the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives? Have we sought him? Whatever we sown, we'll reap. If I let go of the pitch pipe, it hits the table. If we sow bitterness... 
we'll reap hatred and death. If we sow foolishness, <clears throat> we'll reap foolishness. If we sow lying, we'll reap lying. If we sow deceit, we'll, we'll reap deceit. If we go out see, and seed carrots, we'll reap carrots. If we go out and, sow a, and plant an apple tree, we'll reap apples. If we sow patience, we'll reap kindness and endurance. If we sow love, we'll reap a bountiful harvest of all kinds of godly attributes, according to 1 Corinthians 13. If we sow this discipline in our children, we'll reap dis disciple adults and believers. Train up a child the way it shall go and will not depart from it. If we sow sacrifice, we'll reap life according to the example of Christ. If we sow sacrifice, we'll reap life, as Christ had demonstrated. And he commanded us to lay down our lives. So it goes on and on. If we, if we sow abstaining from sin, we reap righteousness. And we could, every area of our lives, we could go on and on. It's such a simple concept. It takes faith and obedience. And yet so many times we miss it. Second Corinthians 9, 6. But as I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountiful will also reap bountiful. And I believe that can go both ways. <clears throat> so in closing, we have to realize all of our lives consists of sowing and reaping. We will never escape it. We'll never escape it. Jesus warned of a bigger harvest, and that's when he will return for the final harvest. See, we might feel, maybe in the wrong, we might feel smug about it, or we might say, well, I'm existing. I can live. Matthew 13, 30. Let both grow together until the harvest. At the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. <clears throat> we exist. We live. We exist with other believers. We, we just go from day to day. But have we asked for God's mercy and grace to be able to examine our lives and actually find out what we're sowing and what our fruits are. What if we just exist together? What if we are the tares? How do we know we're the wheat that is going to gather into harvest? Are we sober enough to check the fruit? And at the same time, we can just live with that kind of a fear for final judgment. But the life, but in living the kingdom life here and now, is also full of promise. And that's what I meant again with the songs. It's so full of promises that we miss out 
if we do not live that lifestyle. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be, fu- that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord. Try me now in this. Again, it's faith. Try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. I want to read that again. This is a a tremendous promise of faith. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. This is righteous sowing and reaping. We reap what we sow. A few final verses out of James 4. <clears throat> this is coming more um, our spiritual life. Chapter 7. Chapter 4, verse 7. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. This is an attitude that we all, all of us have to come before the Lord. We have to resist the devil at all times. We have to flee from him, from him and draw near to God. And draw near to God is not just a mental aspiration. Now I will draw near to God and just sit. Draw near to God is sowing righteousness, is doing physical Steps, removing habits, removing actions, removing tools that bring us down. Just drawing near to God. And he will draw near to you. See, we sit and we we say, yes, I will draw near to God. We might even close our eyes. But that's not what it means. Jesus had to put on action. He had to leave the glory and the comfort of his Father. Why are we exempt? We aren't. It's a rule. It's again a rule. We draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh unto us. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. What we sow is what we'll reap. What we sow today is what we'll reap tomorrow. What we sow in our lifetime is what we'll reap when he will return to separate the tares from the wheat. Give it over to Brother John.